Hey everyone, Rob here, and I just wanted to say a few words about the great artist Dan Spiegel, who passed away today at the age of 96. Unlike the last memorial episode I did, which was the one for Joe Kubert, I don't have any personal stories about Dan Spiegel. I never met him, never interacted with him. So this is really just going to be me talking about why I loved his work so much. And I did love his work ever since I first saw it, which had to have been in the very early 80s, so you're talking about you know 35 years ago at this point. Uh, this isn't going to be any sort of career retrospective. Uh, for that, I would direct you to his Wikipedia page and over to the website of Mark Evanier, uh, which is uh, newsfromme.com. Mark worked with Dan Spiegel for decades and uh, will be providing many, many great stories about the man and sort of career retrospectives, I'm sure. So I would head over to those places to get a grander sense of, of his career. I just want to talk about a couple of things where I interacted with his work. Of course, uh, as, as everybody knows, listens to the show long enough, I went to the Joe Kubert School, and, you know, I wanted to be a comic book artist growing up. And so comic books, it was the art that grabbed me first. As I got a little older and I was able to appreciate the, the stories, uh, became you know sort of a fifty fifty thing but but in the beginning, it was the art, and there were a couple of artists that I hooked into very early. Jim Apero was one of them, of course i 've mentioned him many many times, Alex Toth, another one, and Dan Spiegel Dan Spiegel was was one of those artists whose style was so recognizable didn 't look like anyone else. And I hooked into it just just immediately. And one of the things I think of when I list those three artists is one thing they have in common is often, more often than not, they inked their own work. Uh, they presented an entire vision of sort of what they want the comic book story to look like. And I can't think, I can't help but think that that's not a coincidence. There was something about an artist that was penciling and inking his own work that really I really really responded to. And as great as a as a penciler as Dan Spiegel was, and he was great and great as a storyteller, I loved him as an inker. His ink line was unbelievable. Uh, he managed to convey a sense of depth and tone uh, throughout the panels. Or he would have this incredibly beautiful thick ink line around his figures, and then sort of like a scratchy dry brush kind of feel in backgrounds or going for textures. I mean, he had all sorts of things going on uh, in any given panel. And that was something I really, really responded to. Uh, the two projects of his that uh, were the ones that, that you know, really made his name pop up in, in my brain often was, of course, Blackhawk, uh, which uh, Michael Bailey and I talked about uh, in episode 138 of this very series. We talked about how much we loved the Blackhawk run by Mark Evanier, there he is again, and Dan Spiegel. In fact, that run of Blackhawk, which is something around uh, 20, 20, 22 issues, is my favorite iteration of the team. And Dan Spiegel, you know, unlike a lot of other artists who kind of have a stock person, uh, all of Dan Spiegel's people looked different. Uh, his Blackhawk was sort of the you know classic leading man, Cary Grant looking kind of guy, and then you had you know uh, Olaf who had this sort of big, big chin and kind of a blocky head. And you had Andre, who was thinner and sort of like reedier. And then you had uh, Chop Chop, who was kind of more squat. I mean, he, Dan Spiegel did not do stock people. All his people looked unique. And that was something I really, really liked. And he was able to fill his panels with, you know, in some cases, you know, over a dozen figures. I mean, you've got, like, he had something like seven Blackhawks. And then you had him, them fighting Nazis and all these other characters. He was able to fill his panels full of material with biplanes, all this stuff, and never make it look crowded. And that, uh, for someone who tried 
to be a comic book artist, at least briefly while I was at school, I can tell I can tell you enough. That's really difficult to be able to fill a panel and not make it look crowded. And another thing Dan Spiegel was tremendously good at was was women. He drew some of the most voluptuous women you'd ever seen. In the, but yet there was something about his style that made it seem sort of safe. If you ever take a look at the Blackhawk comics, uh, there was a villain that Mark Evanier introduced into that series called Domino, who was a female spy who was, of course, romantically interested in Blackhawk, wanted to kill him. And she had a plunging neckline that you really could not have gotten away with virtually in any other code-approved comic at the time. But there was something about Dan Spiegel's work that made it look sort of okay. I don't know. It was it was hard to say. It was Maybe the comics code was just sort of sleeping on the job there. But Dan Spiegel was just great at drawing humans, distinct-looking humans, men, women, everybody. And I absolutely love this stuff on Blackhawk. And I cannot believe that that work has not been collected yet because it deserves to be seen. And then the other series of his that I want to talk about is yet another collaboration with Mark Evanier, and that is Crossfire. And that is a comic book about a stuntman who in his part-time is a private uh, – former stuntman, excuse me, former Hollywood stuntman, if I recall correctly, turned private eye who moonlights as this sort of winged superhero kind of Batman-type figure who uses his extra abilities and all of the little gadgets in his costume and stuff to sort of – work the other angle as a, as a do-gooder kind of thing. And that series was originally done, I think, for Eclipse Comics, and it was set in the world of Hollywood because that's what Mark Evanier knows. He's been a Hollywood writer for, for decades. And so that was something I hooked into immediately as well, was this, this like you know behind-the-scenes in Hollywood superhero kind of thing. It was very unique, and Dan Spiegel's work was great there. And later on in the series, around issue 18 or 19, uh, the book went all black and white. It went from color to black and white. And if anything, the book got better because there was something about Dan Spiegel. Like the, the stuff looked amazing in black and white. And if you go do a Google search and you could see some of Dan Spiegel's stuff in black and white, like he drew the Hopalong Cassidy newspaper strip. There's a lot of those originals up there. Take a look. It is a feast for the eyes. Uh, it is not His work did not need to be colored to make it look, make it look beautiful. I mean, he just – it was a complete and utter – vision that you got with his work and you know a lot of his stuff i think by later um later readers may be considered like a little boring a little stiff and i sort of get that but i don't know when i see it there's just something beautiful about it i never tired of looking at it and it was sort of remarkable too when you think about that dan spiegel had a career in comics that lasted i think something like six decades i think his first published work was in the 40s or 50s and he, for the most part, never really had to do superheroes. He would do licensing stuff. He said he did a lot of westerns. He moved over to humor. He was able to do humor type stuff. He did like Drew Scooby Doo for again Mark Evanier. Um, he did Nemesis, which was a backup strip in Brave and the Bold. He did a couple of Batman stories here and there and some other superhero stuff. But for the most part, he managed to have a great career in comics while never actually having to do superheroes very much, which is you know pretty remarkable. Uh, he kept working up until, I think, just a couple of years ago. I think he's got credited with a uh, a Simpsons comic in uh, 2008. So, I mean, he had just an extraordinary career, and the work was always good. It looked amazing. And go check it out. Go do go do Google searches and find some of his stuff. You will not be disappointed. Crossfire, I believe, has been collected. That is absolutely worth tracking down. The stories are fantastic, and Spiegel's work is, is, is top-notch. Him and Evernear were just a, a great great collaboration so i think as i said the blackhawk stuff not been collected you can find those comics very cheap on ebay they're totally worth it they're beautiful 
So uh, I guess that's kind of all I want to say about Dan Spiegel. Uh, again, the man was 96, lived an extra. He was married, I think, for almost 70 years. An extraordinary life. Uh, one of probably many, many career highs. And uh, I don't know. I guess I just wanted to take a couple minutes to talk about him because he was definitely one of my artistic inspirations growing up. So rest in peace, Dan Spiegel. You were one of the greats.